1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. I'm Bill Carruthers, and I'm here with Tanisha once again, man. We're coming to you this Wednesday. Good afternoon,
0: everyone. Yay. We're happy to be back with you on another Wednesday. Yes,
1: and so this is the new year. This is Hump Day, and we're here to help you get over the hump. First and foremost, before we get off to the cosmos, I'd just like to uh, shout out to our sponsors. Shout out to the Stepping Up Initiative which is actually a national initiative that we've adopted here at Rockdale County. It's designed to reduce the number of people in jails that have mental health challenges, substance use disorders, and et cetera, et cetera. Whatever gets you there, we're trying to figure out how to change that process. Shout out to Commissioner Doreen Williams. She's the tip of the spear. She's the head of this initiative. Shout out to uh, Judge Bills, Judge Mumford. Shout out to those judges for giving us platforms and giving us access to those systems on those legal levels to participate in creating a recovery community that is strong. Shout out to uh, Pastor Tracy or Dr. Lewis for giving us access to growing discoveries, ministries, new directions. Just shout out to all the people that are doing this good work. And today we have a real treat. Today we're taping directly from the shark tank. Yes sir. Uh, and, and I say that and, and I say that humbly, we have uh, some ladies with us today that are champions of recovery. We have ladies and they come to share that truth because you know what they say They say the truth will set us free. You know myself being a person in long-term recovery, Tanisha being a person in long-term recovery, we get a chance to sit down with a lot of people. But, you know, it's no big eyes and no little news. That's the greatest thing about this broadcast and about this platform. This platform is to get the truth, get at the truth, so that people can understand. We do recover. I think that's the biggest thing. We do recover. With that being said, good afternoon, ladies. I want to thank you. I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself. And then I'm going to ask you, because I know why I'm here. I'm here because, because they wouldn't let me in anywhere else. <laughs> no, I, actually, I'm here because I finally got connected to my purpose. I'm here because this is a platform where uh, we give people an opportunity to um, do this messaging. It's important. But that's why I'm here. I'm here because it's my calling. I'm here because this is a purpose. I'm here because I'm also the project developer for the Stepping Up Initiative. I'm here because uh, this is exactly where I want but well, what I want to ask you is what's your name and why are you here sharing your message of experience, strength, and hope with all the people out there in Radio Land today? And I'm going to start with you, Lindsay.
2: Hello, my name is Lindsay. And I am here because I had a God-sized hole that I was trying to fill with everything else. God. With drugs, with men. I just want to get it out there that you do they recover. There's hope. There's hope, man. Yes. There's hope today. Yes. Yeah. And and that's so important, man. Wow. It's so important because I lost that. Wow.
1: I lost that hope. Well, wow. thank you so much for sharing that. And Jerry Lynn, why, why are you here today?
3: I am here, Bill, for my freedom and for my happiness because I want a better life for myself and okay. for my child. Okay, wow.
1: Thank you so much. Man, that's why I tell you it's a privilege for us to be here. It is. Uh, Katie, what, why are you here today? What, what makes you do this?
4: My name is Katie, like you said. I just feel like maybe all I've been through is it wasn't for nothing. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the reason I had to go through it and, and overcome it and you know things I still haven't yet overcome and I'm working to overcome, there may be something that I can say today that could help someone else that's out there that's in the midst of something I already went through. Yeah. Well, I, I
1: think you, you hit the nail on the head. I, yes. I think that's... I think that's the most honorable thing we can do, especially with all that native content that, you know, and and for me, that's very cathartic to be able to convert that into recovery capital and possibly help somebody today. What is your name and why
5: are you here? My name is Sherry. I am here for a lot of reasons. I was 59 when I came into recovery. I had been into recovery many times before, but I like the drugs, you know. I'm not going to lie about it. I was a good drug addict, yeah. you know? Yeah. But a lot of things happened. Um, I was killing myself for one. Mm-hmm. I weighed 90 pounds and looked like a stick and a crackhead everywhere I went because I'm with me wherever I go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then my ex, uh, we we were together for 41 years, but I divorced him after 10, and I should have stayed that way. Um, then he got terminal. And had been terminal since 2007, and I had had this guilt thing of I need to take care of him now because he took care of me all these years, but he really didn't. It was a control thing. It really wasn't taken care of. And um, in July of 2019, when he fell and broke his hip, I seen that as a sign that I could go get some help. You know, he's going to be in the hospital. I don't have to worry about this. And, um... We had, I had been awake, never did heroin all my life, all my life. And then when I was 59, I decided that was what I was going to do because he was doing it. And his was because he was in such pain. You know, I was in pain, but it wasn't physical pain. It was mental pain and everything else that I was going through. So it started from there.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you. That, that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. So, and, and. I I guess the next thing I would like to ask, uh, and I guess I'll start with you, Katie. uh, What was the catalyst for you deciding to come out of the storm?
4: Um, I just really came to a place of desperation in every way possible. And I just, I knew I was just done. I just was done for the longest time. I mean, I was a an active addict for 20 plus years um, and it just came to a place where it was no longer fun and, and honestly it, and I knew it wasn't me like I was actually technically raised right in church and so I mean I had a pretty dysfunctional home life but, <laughs> but but I really at the end of the day I knew better um but at the same time I was just confused and I had I guess probably dealt with more religious-type stuff rather than a true spiritual encounter with God, and um, and I just came to a place where I was miserable, but I never, even in, as much as I was using or whatever I was using, I never stopped. Yeah. And I, I didn't like myself while I was doing it, and i say, God, help me. I don't know how to stop, you know, and it just it started there about six or seven years ago, nice. and God began to answer those prayers. And... For me personally, it was I had to experience a lot of pain um, and suffering in, in that whole lifestyle. And uh, that was God's answer to me. He's like, you know, if you want to keep continuing this, Katie, this is what you're going to get. And I would get jail, and I would get people abandoning me who, who supposedly loved me, which I know now they did. It was just tough love, and it was painful. Um, many, many things. I lost cars. I lost my home. I mean, my you know, just one thing after another. And I'm just so stubborn and strong willed, that's the way I had to be for me. And I just came to a place where I was like, I threw my hands up. And I was like, all right, I'm done. Yes. I'm done. And I, I knew it wouldn't even be that quick and simple and easy either. Because, right? you know, it's just like you get into the habit of anything you do over time, you know, it's not just, you can't just sometimes just break it off. But I knew that if I had a support system like I found with Pastor Tracy, New Direction, um, because pretty much everyone else had abandoned me. Any, any decent people, they they just threw their hands up. You know, it comes to a point, and it used to hurt me too. I used to, oh, I can't believe. Yes. I, I see now why they had to do that. I mean, there's only really so much a person can do for you. And you know, it, it compares not at all to what God, only God can do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had to just get all alone and develop this strong relationship, stronger relationship with God, and and then I found most of the forces I needed in. New direction and um, someone who would embrace me and love me and just as I was and, and give me the assistance that so I needed. I just, I knew that's what I needed. Uh, and,
1: well, thank you for yeah. sharing that. I, uh, <laughs> and just, yeah, I love it when other people tell your recovery story. For right, you know what right, I mean? right. Uh, <laughs> Jerry, uh, tell us what was the catalyst for you coming in out of this storm?
3: Okay, Bill, well, I'm gonna just keep it real. Like, I didn't come into recovery on my own free will. Mm -hmm. I was forced into recovery, Mm -hmm. you know. And then about seven months into my recovery, I relapsed. And that relapse really wasn't no fun, you know, Mm -hmm. having to watch over your shoulder, you know, and all that. I wound up back in jail. And then I got out and I come into new directions with a group of girls, you know, that were there to support me. That's going through the same stuff I have. So now I take my recovery more serious, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. I don't want to go back to living that life that I lived before. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: wow, yeah, 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 and it's so powerful. And Lindsay, what what was the catalyst for you coming in out of the store?
2: The catalyst for me was when finally I used drugs as a, my that was my coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Not a very positive coping mechanism, but it worked for me for a long time, and it stopped working. Yeah. It stopped mm-hmm. working. Um, the pain became greater than the fear of change for me.
6: Ooh, and, yeah, I mean, teach or preach, yeah. won't well, yes, it? When
2: yes. I knew it was time to do something, yes. And yeah. I knew. I mean, God was always there. Um, I've always had a relationship with my higher power, but I turned my back on God, yeah. and uh, I just felt.
6: You calling me, I knew I was done, you
1: know? Wow, man. Y'all rocked in that thing, man. Yeah. Y'all made me want to ask Tanisha. (laughs) Tanisha, what was your catalyst, man? Why did you come in out the store, man?
0: My back was against the wall. Yeah. I can honestly say, just like Jerry Lynn said, I came into this thing pretty much because of jail, being arrested, and I had run out of chances. I knew that, you know, just keep doing the same thing was going to. I was going to keep having the same results, you know? And so I knew it was time for Tanisha to kind of surrender, you know, and allow God to take the will, so to speak. So that's what it was for me. I knew that my kids deserved that chance, Mm -hmm. you know, deserved to have a a mother that was present, that was not in and out of jails, you know. They they deserved the stability, and I couldn't do it by myself. So... Um, that's what it was for me. Yes. And, and
1: so um, I guess, and along those lines, and I don't want to be morbid and don't want to take the dark tour, but I, I think there's one other question that I want to ask, um, in your darkest day, there have been some dark days. Because I know a lot of people talk about the bottom and different things and... and <laughs> My top was worth a lot of people's bottom. You know what I mean? Uh, like being in jail for—if if they gave me—I remember one time I got—I caught a year, and I said, "Well, that ain't bad." You know what I mean? Yeah. Only caught a year, you know. And, and I, I remember having a couple of years in jail, and I remember saying, "Well, that ain't bad." I remember having a car wreck and paralyzed, and I said, "Well, that ain't so bad." You know what I mean? Um, and and it, but it just kept getting worse. Even better was worse. It, it was such a hideous tour that if you were to ask me what was it like at your darkest day, I would really have to think about that because mm-hmm. was, it was pretty profusely dark, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you, what was your most devastating because I know in the, in the literature we talk about pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization. Uh, and for those people out there to understand the literature and study the literature, you know, I, I found my truth inside the literature. I found I found the information on how to get out inside the literature. I found recovery not in not even in the book but in the people that are in this fellowship. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's not even gender exclusive. Cuz I was listening to you ladies talk and I heard parts of my story, you know what I'm saying? I didn't quit because I quit because I got too old and outrun the police. I, you know, the dope wasn't no good and everybody was reporting. So I'm like, man, I was going home with money in my pocket. I'm like, this thing like, You know what I'm saying? You know, um, if you wake up with 13 bucks, man, it's time to quit. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and so, I'm going to ask you this. Your darkest day, what memory do you, you have Did you take away from your darkest
5: day? That, that, I realized that I created my own hell. Yes. Because I I wasn't mandated to a program. Yes. There was nothing there but misery. I hated to see myself in the mirror. It yes. was just disgusting, and I knew I was dying because yes. I weighed ninety pounds. Yes. I gained seventy. Yes. You know, but um. It was not good, and then when I went to Grand, yeah, and I know y'all don't think I'm stupid, but I was 59 <laughs> in Grand, and I didn't really have any boundaries because I raised my sisters and brothers, yes. and nobody ever taught me these things to be respected, to you know, to be in the family. So when my ex got sick, it was like I don't want my children to be alone, and now the way they look at me. But yeah. it always hurt, too. Don't leave before the miracle happens. Yes. So I don't even know what that damn miracle was. Yes. Yes. But uh, yes. I got a taste of it. And a I love it. Yeah. I love
6: it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: You know, I love the way my grandkids look at me. I love the way my daughters respect me now because yeah. how can I teach them anything? Because I used to tell my daughter that all the time. How can I give you something that I don't have? Because mm-hmm. I was so miserable myself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Truly miserable. And I'm trying to tell her about her relationship. Yes. How stupid did that look? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That miserable woman definitely yes. my life. Yes. You know, and um, I don't, I had to let that go with my daughter and her spouse because it's not something that I want. But now I've had to learn to pray about it. Yes. Yeah. Instead of hating on him, yeah. I've yeah. had to learn to pray about it because I didn't teach them that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not just learned. Yes. Yeah. It's not just fire.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, Lindsay, what about you? What, 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 your darkest day? What, what memory did you take away from that dark? Fear.
2: Um, Just frozen in fear and lonely. Yeah. Nobody. Mm-hmm. I had nobody. I literally had to go sleep outside that night. I had no one to call. Yeah. I had burned all my bridges. Stuck in the game. Stuck. Yeah. Stuck. And yeah. scared and alone, shame, guilt, remorse, it, yeah. it, it, horrible. Yeah. That is incomprehensible yeah. to yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, Jerry, what about you? What memory did you take away from the darkest day?
3: Um, like Lindsay said, fear. You know, I was, you know, running from dope house to dope house, shooting up as much hair one a day as I could, you yeah. know, not knowing if that was going to be the last shot I ever done.
1: Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, one of the things I think is interesting how death is not even, like, for me, I was looking for it. You know what I mean? It, it was like, if you told me, man, I'm kill you, it's like, do it. You, you know what I mean? Because I was really tired of being me, and my head had a hit out on the rest of me. So it's like, <laughs>
6: <laughs> you know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. What about you, Katie? What, you're in the garden today day. What do you take away?
4: Probably the biggest thing is just that I am nothing in comparison to God and uh, just gained a lot of humility, you know. Yeah. All these things has a way have a way of really letting you know <laughs> you don't know yes. Jack. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, you thought you had it all figured out. Well no I didn't. Yes. Over and over and over again. Yeah. But I was trying to do it all apart from God. Yes. <laughs> um and so once you really start to see that, you know, you need God to lead you and guide you, yeah. it's humbling. Yes. It's very humbling. Yes.
1: And, and and I want to thank you ladies for those set of answers mm-hmm. because I know that they told me when I came in, if you forget that, mm-hmm. then you might be going out with some more research and development. <laughs> if you forget that, right. whatever that was, mm-hmm. right? and And it's bigger than... Jumping in out of cars is bigger than shooting water. Is bigger than smoking burnt monkey. But anyway, I forgot we're on the radio. (laughs) But but it's bigger than that. It's that 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 soul crusher, that that thing. And and I remember so many times I sat in the penitentiary for fifteen years. You know, I remember having lost my human connection, having long since lost my spiritual connection. And just feeling like I am a monster. And then I'm in Monsterville, so it's very easy to just be absent of humanity. And and just at my lowest, no God, no body, no nothing, just nothing but that raw pain and and just ah, that was an incredible place to be. And, And you know, it's not easy to come back.
0: We would like to thank our fearless leader, Dr. Doreen Williams, for stepping up to the plate and adopting the National Stepping Up Initiative in Rockdale County to reduce the number of people in our criminal justice system with mental health and substance use challenges. It's under her leadership and the support of partners and stakeholders that we are able to be whole, respected, and connected.
1: So well, I guess the next thing that I want to ask you, ladies, because I know there are a lot of people out there in radio land that want to know, and people ask me this all the time, how did you get here? What did acceptance look like? When did you finally find acceptance? If you have, what was that like? I, I remember it very vividly. For me, it was... I'm not even trying to debate or negotiate. You know what I mean? And, and mine came because I had a lot of time hanging over my head, couldn't stay clean. Inevitably, I'm going back to the penitentiary. I can't get killed because I've been trying to do that for about four years. <laughs> so, not successful at that. Nobody can shoot straight. You know, they just keep shooting parts of me. You know what I'm saying? Nobody will just get that right shot. I, I remember, uh, for me, that acceptance came when i walked into a stain i knew it was a stain that there was a guy there who he was a dope boy me and him had a beef and, and i did not like him i only had five dollars and i knew that he wouldn't sell me something for five dollars i walked down the street and he said to me hey man what's up man come here i got you and i'm like i don't to like this dude but i still went across the street i still and he said, Here, I'll give you this for five dollars. And I looked and it's like, no, no, ain't no way that could be real. I, and I remember walking away and I remember seeing the, the, the weird stuff that you know, man, that that, that was like a car with 10 windows on the next block. Mm-hmm. All that. And and I remember running and, and just doing a lot of different things to try to evade that. I was super paranoid. And I still ended up in the back of a police car. I still walked into a sting. And I remember just saying, "I gotta retire." You know what I mean? It's like I, I, I'm done, man. And I, I knew that my legal situation was a catalyst. I didn't want to accept it. I didn't. I didn't realize how that was going to be helpful. However, that those that accountability that came and that fear of going to prison again and all those things. Helped me find acceptance, and that acceptance was just, uh, it was a surrender. It was a surrender, not because I wanted to, not because blah, blah, blah. I just didn't have no choice. I was out of bad ideas. I've been recycling bad ideas for a long time. So I want to ask you, what was acceptance like for you? Or have you found it? Have you found acceptance?
5: When I started to get clean, I went to the crisis state relationship. Civilization unit, mm-hmm. and I thought I was going in there for five seven days. I thought it's going to be a smooth trip, you know. I'm going to rehab, everything's going to be good. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I was in there for 14 days, mm-hmm. and it was like I was trying so hard to hang on just to get, yes, to go to the rehab, you know. And I'm like, I just can't do this place anymore, you know. I just wanted out, wanted out, and call my brother every day to come kind of get me, and then. And then I made it two grand and I did the twenty eight day intense and then I got scared and you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't go home. I can't yeah. I can't go near where I yes. live. there's yeah. a blow Joe Blow on every corner. Yes. And um then I was trying to get into a program and I finally found Pastor Tracy, which was my godsend because I had asked Pastor to send I mean I had asked God to send me a mentor. Because I needed one, you know? I mean, I was a grown woman, but had never been taught certain things in life, you know? And I mean, that's sad to say. I say now, I'm like, God, I wasted so much time, you know? But there is no other way to get the knowledge and to grasp what I have, because when I got it, it was. I thought, well, he's going to die, and then I'll just die after him, and everything will be okay. Yeah,
6: yeah
5: that was a horrible way to think to leaving my kids and my grandkids yes. because I had a daughter that went to prison yes. because of drugs and that become my eye opener you know she was the reason I hung on and she truly was I mean I've lost my ex during the state he died in July and I've been through a lot of hard knocks but this year God let me be above instead of below yes. It's just been an awesome ride. It really has. Yeah, yeah. It, it really has. Wow. Had the way my whole family looks at me is just—it would be heartbreaking if I was to hurt them again. Yes. yes. I would not want to put them through that. Yes. Or myself. I mean, I have a great grandson now. I just have a lot to be grateful for. Yeah. When before, as I say, I created created my own hell. I didn't get out of the house. I didn't go anywhere. I was just there with family all the time but I was just there Yeah, it wasn't uh, I wasn't giving them something uh, a, a role to go by you yes. know it was just I couldn't give them nothing because I had nothing in there
1: yes wow thank you for sharing that Katie what was just your awakening like when you finally found acceptance
4: just an overwhelming sense of the grace of God mainly wow. um, and just and not deserving it, feeling as though I didn't. I'm still learning how to love myself um, in the right, normal, right healthy way. Welcome to the club. You know, it's a process. Um, I hated myself for so long. Um, I mean, when people be like self, try to tell me about self love. like, self love. What is that? You know. But it's actually normal and healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Um, and it's a good thing. and yes. you know? So I'm learning. I'm, um, I love to do that, and just embrace the process, as yes. Pastor says, yes. to do all the time. Just right. embrace the process, which is sometimes I want to pull the other way, you know. But yes. that's just that old part of me that yes. wants to do things my way. But um, but I know. I mean, I play the tape.
1: Yeah, you go. You're my spirit animal. I, I I know that because I remember when coming in, and people used to say. You should treat people the way you want to be treated, right? And I said, maybe not. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't treat people the way I want to be treated. Um, anyway, Jerry, um, what was acceptance like for you if you if you found it?
3: Yes, this last time I went to jail for my relapse, um, you know, I let my let my kid down. I let my family down, but I mainly let myself down, you know, and. I know I can't have the life I want and still be using drugs. So yes. if I want to be happy and have all the things that life has to offer, then I need my sobriety.
1: Yes. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's absolutely correct. Uh, Lindsay, what about you? What was, tell me about when you found acceptance.
2: Um, when I found acceptance, for me, acceptance, I did to accept that I have no power over places or things but I I had to accept that I didn't want to die I, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to die
6: yeah.
2: and that's when I knew mm-hmm. that my situation wasn't gonna change unless I changed it
6: yeah.
2: and I had to make a move because either I was gonna die yeah. or I was gonna reach out for something and yeah. that's when I picked up that phone and yeah. I said I accepted that I was not gonna accept where I was at yeah. anymore okay. And I was going to
1: accept the recovery. And I was going to accept something better from that. Yeah. And, and so I think Katie, you know, something really important, that it's, it is an ongoing, elongated process. It's not like a poof. I'm fixed. Yay. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, you know, on a day-to-day basis, I'm having these, these awakenings just as I did when I walked through this door. You know? And today I'm embracing those miracles. Today I have the expectation of miracles. Today I know I'm a miracle beyond the shadow of a doubt. Today I know I have an assignment. Today I know I have a support network. Today I see champions, I, I see just so many different things.
0: We are grateful to have partnered with Dr. Tracy Lewis and the New Directions Transitional Housing Program. You can learn more about her programs and organization by visiting her website at growingdiscoveriesoutreach.com
1: the next question I want to ask you. And a lot of things came together. I know they say all things come together for the good of those. A lot of things came together, not just consequences, but I was in a group living situation as well. You know, ours wasn't spiritual based, right? So except for the grace of God, um, ours, but I know that it gave me a respite that I didn't have to, I could come out of survival mode. For me, if I would have had to try to figure it out, oh man, I got a figuring problem. I had a thinking problem way before I had a drinking problem, right? So let me ask you this, and I heard everybody mention on New Directions. How yes, New Directions. Shout out to Pastor Tracy, shout out to New Direction Ministry. Yeah, you know, how has that program that you're in, how has that impacted your life? Cause we, I, And the reason I'm asking you that is because, you know how we tell people, you need to go get some help, but they don't know what help means, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, and I know that different strokes for different folks, different times, for different places, I get you. But what is New Directions? How has that been instrumental in your
5: recovery? Because I had tried every family member there was. So I'd leave and go stay with somebody and then the ones that are in your family are going to judge you in some way. Mm-hmm. I don't care who they are. They're going mm-hmm. to judge you. Well, that never worked for me. So when I went to New Directions, I, the whole time when I was at Grand, I said, I have to do something I've never done. And um, that was Go to Pastors program. I had yeah. never admitted to anything like that. Yeah. And then when I got a job, I had not worked since 2006 and hit a clock. So I was like, got a job, you know, and that's the start of everything. You gotta have money. But, uh, you know, um, being around people that are broken and you have somebody to talk to if you need to, we, yes. we can all go talk to somebody else, but there's always someone sick outside that door that needs to come in.
6: Yes. yes, yeah.
5: yes. And, and it's just, you know, you just see that it's a, the drug world is it's a vicious world, yeah. you know. I had to have it to get up. I had yeah. to have it to go to bed. Yeah. I had to have it through the day. It was just a vicious cycle. Yeah. And there, I could just wake up and be the same person every day. Yeah. That yeah. just means a lot to me. Yeah. That I can, I pray, I, I'm closer to God than I've ever been in my 60 years. Tell the story. Tell the story. And, and it's just, <laughs> it's just. I was like, I feel like I cheated, I cheated myself out of yes. a lot, yeah. a lot of good mm-hmm. family time. Yeah, the devil's you know? a liar, ain't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I lost my mother-in-law in April. I lost a brother-in-law in May, and I lost my husband in July. Yeah. So that was a lot. Yeah. You know, but I was like, God, how can you... You know, I still feel this power that, you know, he didn't let me slump down and, oh, I can go use because all this done happened, you know. But it was like, you know, God made me strong to go through that. Mm -hmm. Because if I had have been using when he passed, I'd have been on that poor pitiful meat pot and wrote it on out, you know. But God didn't let me go there, and I thought that was pretty amazing. Absolutely.
6: Well, what about you,
2: new directions. First of all like you were saying um, like half measures availed is nothing yeah. and I always wanted to find the easier softer way. How yeah. could I try to do this thing but I'm not going to I was at a point in my life where I didn't care. I didn't care if we were locked out. I didn't care if you took my phone. I didn't care if I had to not see men for the next year. I don't care yes. I'm ready to do whatever it took but I got into this program I read about it first. Yes. It seemed a little overwhelming. Yes. And I was like oh but you know what? I was ready to do whatever Surrender. it took. Me. Surrender. Surrender. Surrender yes. to win. To yeah. the white meat, lose I'm the, done. Lose the battle, but win the war. Yes. And yeah. uh, I, I came in, I promise you that I am at such peace. Yes. Um, Pastor Tracy is an amazing woman. Yeah. Amazing woman. I look up to her. Uh, yeah. She's a mentor of mine. And I'm just, I've never felt just so good. So yeah. good when you finally do something for yourself. Yes. Um, give it a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just be willing to be willing to try. Yes. Because, yeah. man, God has some big things in store. I found like I, I feel like I'm finding my purpose here. Yes. And I'm really excited about that. Wow.
1: Yeah. I want to thank you for sharing that. Uh, What about okay. you, Jerry? What are the new directions? Tell us what that means in your life. Mm-hmm. What is that?
3: Okay. New directions gives you a different kind of support than you would get, like, from home. You yeah. know? Because I was living at home before I started living here. And um, Pastor Tracy's awesome. She's super supportive. You know, she'll help you. She she understands you. You know, she's just there to help. And then the girls, you know, they've been through the same story. They can relate. Um, You can talk to them. It's just, you know, it's about having um, a bigger support system and a bigger support team. Yes, Mm
1: -hmm. yes, yes, yes. And what about you, uh, Katie?
4: For the first time in a very long time I have hope again for a good future for my life. Yeah. Um and I'm actually taking steps to put that into play sure. and our God is doing it for yeah, me, exactly. however you wanna say it. Yes. Um it's just amazing. I'm just I'm, I'm in awe. Yes. And also, um, accountability. The the good accountability that I get from like Pastor Tracy and um like, you know, she'll she'll say to me, you know, like sleeping too much or, yeah, yes. <laughs> or whatever, you know. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I think we all need that little somebody to kind of yeah. jerk us up, you know, because we're just center of here, and you know, yeah. we just, we're far from perfect, you no know, matter how hard we try every day. Yeah. We need people in our life. A true friend will say to you, you ain't acting right. Or yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. they're not just going to ignore it and sleep under the rug. That's what a true friend does, and so I'm really grateful. Wow, yeah. absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And Tanisha, I want to ask you: What does New Directions mean to you? What do you take away from the whole concept of New Directions?
0: So, I have been blessed and impacted just even from the outside of New Directions. Yes. Being able to hear you all's stories—I mean, I'm getting the chills as mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. as we're talking, but also being able to connect with other women that have walked similar pathways yeah. the connection and mentorship from pastor tracy also is just it's amazing yeah. and i know this is also a path that god has put me on yeah. god has connected me to pastor tracy and new Directions for a reason and for me that just means that i'm doing what's right i'm doing i'm walking in god's will for yeah. my life yeah. so like like you said it's about finding purpose you know um, and I think that New Durations is kind of confirmation of that for mm-hmm. me.
1: And, and so, I, I'm, <laughs> one of the things that I think is really incredible, um, how great is our God, right? Is that I don't know, some people I think may, I remember, let me just use myself as an example. I always lived by accident, whatever happened next, where you going, I don't care, where we headed, you know, what you got, you know, I was on some of that stuff. <laughs> and, you know, today I'm not living by accident. You know, and, and today I am more aware. You you said it. I'm in a better place. My relationship with God is better than it has ever been. And everything else is better than it's ever been as well. Um, I actually, um, anyway. Yeah, yeah let's just say everything <laughs> else is, is working better. We want to, just all the people out there been radio lane, we want to keep them safe. <laughs> you know, the social learning theory and and the power of peer support and the power of accountability and the power of, you know, sometimes to be one, I need to see one. Mm -hmm. You know, people used to tell us about sober people or the anonymous people or whatever. I couldn't picture me in it. I couldn't, I didn't have any, any machinery that could help me see me sitting here. Mm -hmm. And, and, And so now that we're here, it's almost sometimes I miss it because it's kind of become our, our norm to not be drunk or not be hired, not be mad or to pray or to process or to surrender or to say, Let me ask you a question, what do you think I should do? You know, which we never had a process for that, right? Mm-hmm. But unless you were saying, Hey man, am and My thing don't work. Should I use yours? <laughs> That's the only time I needed your help was when, when I was clogged, right? You know, and, and so today, I, 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 I have people around me that I can trust to help me. I got people around me that ain't trying to fix me. I got people around me that are like me. And, and you know, it's a very surreal experience for me sitting here in Shark Tank and saying how similar we are our recovery story, you you know what I'm saying? Our, our recovery story is so similar. Uh, yeah, because your feet bled just like mine at 4 o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? You stole people's stuff just like I stole people's stuff. You 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 made pockets and pop sockets and did commissary just like I did. You understand what I'm saying? You lied just like I did. It's not gender exclusive. It's not in a racial context. It, it is saying the enemy don't discriminate at all, right? And, and so... Um, I'm grateful for New directions. me being the project developer for the Stepping Up Initiative and understanding and analyzing Rockdale as a whole, all of the providers. I looked at all of the providers. And, And one of the things that I've become very aware of is that systems may not want your help, especially systems that say they're designed to help you. They don't want your help they don't want to admit that they are in recovery as well, should, could, or would be in recovery. They don't want to um, look at the casualties and and take any responsibility for those casualties. It's just because you didn't want it bad enough or it's just because you, yeah, da da da. you know. So um, one of the things that I noticed and Pastor Tracy reached out to me and said, I want to create a mentoring component. For the men in my program. And and she reached out to several of us, of men in the community. And and some were officers and some were preachers and some were teachers and some were whatever. And and I remember the first meeting, everybody ran up in there or some of them actually showed up, ran up in there and I don't know where they are now. Mm
6: -hmm.
1: But when I ran up in there and I saw people like me, you know what I'm saying? Well, they're not as bad as me, but, you know, not as bad as I was. But, you know, man, what what more honorable thing can we do with what we have left? Right, right. Because I was like you. When I came in, I was 50, man. And a lot of people say, well, you, you know, man, no, I've still got a lot of energy, and I need to convert that to recovery capital or right. else it's going to get converted to some negative things. So um, I just shout out to Pastor Tracy as being a powerful partner to not just stepping up, to the courts, and to humanity at large, Mm -hmm. a kingdom deliverable that is real. Because it's not about money, it's not about property, it's not about prestige, it's not about any of that. It's really, and and that's a humbling thing, and I I think based on what I'm hearing you guys say, we figured it out, that it's real. Mm -hmm. And, And that's part of what allows me to accept it, because for us, we're always looking to see where's the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I was a non-believer, so yeah. I'm looking to not believe this. And, and all I needed to see was a glimpse of the game mm-hmm. when I saw the game. Then we're gonna you playing. I'm playing too. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and so one thing I do know, Pastor Tracy is not playing. Uh she's serious, this is a commitment. Lives are being saved, transformed, and renewed rejuvenated, renewed, restored, and redeemed, and all that stuff, and, and I count it all joy and privilege to partner with her. So I want to ask you ladies, another question, because I know there's people out there think that recovery is about what's wrong with you, and and, and people think that recovery looks like Emancy, people that are walking around and are shaking, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and we are persons in recovery and, and just, you know, because I'm in the Shark tech, I can't say anything about weight. However, I'll just say this, <laughs> That none of us were starving, right? No, not 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 <laughs> mentally, not fe- spiritually, not emotionally, not physically, not financially, right? And, and <laughs> so, I, I want to answer this: What does recovery mean to you? And how is that different from what you thought it would be? I'm going to start with you, Tanisha. What does recovery mean to you today?
0: So you know, when I first started in the program, coming through the accountability course, that was the first. I really heard about recovery. Yeah, I heard about AA meetings. I heard about uh, different programs and rehabs and things like that. But actually, the concept of recovery. And so, when I first came in, my mindset was okay. I know I I need to stop drinking, you know. But I still was debating on, you know, maybe I could have some wine <laughs> here and there, you know, celebration <laughs> or something. Because I didn't think I was that bad off. Yes. It was when I accepted the when i when I realized that unmanageability yeah. part that's what really made up my mind that okay, that's right, you know there's no doubt in my mind that my life is totally unmanageable, <laughs> yeah. so seeing my life change from what it came from to what it is now yes. I know it's 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 nothing but recovery, you know. Yes. It it had to be my spirituality connected with my wellness, the education, living that thing every day. Yes. That I mean, that's yes. what I needed. I couldn't I couldn't just be out here and just be sober. Yes. You know that that wasn't gonna cut it. Yes. So, um, yeah, just being able to see my life have been transformed. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that, Jerry. Let me ask you this
1: does recovery mean to you and that how is that different from what you thought it might have been
3: okay well when i first come into recovery i just thought it was about just trying to stay sober you know until i was done with the with the courts and all that stuff just you yeah. know passing my drug test just staying sober but it's more than that you know it's about um it's about your freedom to have a happy life um you got to put in work <laughs> in your recovery if you want to stay sober you got to be consistent with it Yes, yes. Wow, thank
1: you. Um, what about you, Lindsay? What does recovery mean to you? And how is that different from what you thought it was going to be?
2: Recovery means fun, first of all. Yes. Uh, like a life. <laughs> and and yes. honestly, when I first walked into the rooms and I first thought, I was like, man, this is, this is a lot. It looked like work. Yes. And it looked like I wasn't going to learn how to have fun again. I was going to be doing this because I had to do it. And I mean, it's, it's about turning my will and my life, which is my thought and my actions over to a higher power, Yes, Mm -hmm. higher power, surrendering to win, like we were talking about earlier and and, uh, living. Living. Yes. Yes. Yes.
6: Living out loud too, man.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, What about you, Katie? What, what uh, does recovery mean to you?
4: Well, I have Bible verses that come to mind, um, and in De- Deuteronomy, and also in Isaiah, a lot of it talks about God restoring what has been stolen from us, or what we've lost. Um, I know that there's been points in my life where I really was just hopeless, and I mean, I... I would read these Bible verses if I would want to believe they were true, you know? And I and I did. Like I had the faith of a mustard seed that, you know, even though I'm like, okay, well, I ain't seeing how God can turn this around, but yes. His Word says it, it stays true. And it's just in time, I've I begun to see that it is. um, and you know, I was my own worst enemy, yes. Like, I, I was the problem, <laughs> I was not letting God do what yes. God wanted to do, I would keep interfering, yes. Um, and Isaiah 61 talks about beauty for ashes, um, you know, and uh, I, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. I, I mean, I had all of that, I was just a miserable, miserable soul, yes, yeah. 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 um, at rock bottom. Yes. And there was a few rock bottoms yes. actually. Yes. Um, I, I wouldn't show you what I have now for anything in this yeah. world, and yeah. I, and it is like she said, Jerry Lynn said, it is it is work. And yes. Like, mm-hmm. Twelve steps important. Those are basic principles really that every person should be applying to their life, yes. whether it's an addict or not. They all come straight from the Bible. Really. Yes. It's just um, and and life is work. Yes. You know, I feel like life is work. Yes. Um, if you want to do it right you want to get the most out of it absolutely I want to thank you for saying that a lot
1: of people you know just get it twisted you know they think that those steps are something different but it it does say that you know had a spiritual awakening as a result of these (laughs) steps anyway um, and, and for you what is what does recovery mean for you
5: well I never thought I would be the one that broke the cycle right you know and it's well, oh, I mean, even at my age, even if it took me till 60 to do that, yes. I yes. still feel like it's great that my daughters can't say they can't do something because if I did it, they could do that. That's the way I can. Yeah.
1: do it. And so I guess that I've got one more question I would like to ask. And, and first and foremost, I just want to take a moment to shout out to our sponsors, to the Stepping Up Initiative to Rockville Accountability Courts, to uh, Growing Discovery Ministry. Okay. Shout out to our recovery community. Shout out to Hurricane Maine and uh, the Hurricane Maine show, uh, His Hop Network, all of those things that uh, support us. And, and I guess the the final question I want to ask and for all the people out there in radio land, tell us about your successes, hopes and dreams. Tell me me about what what does that look like for you? I don't know about you, but I know I'm living the dream. I'm living an existence that I never thought was possible. I I couldn't, you couldn't have melted and poured me on believing this. And, and um, you know, I know today for certain God designed this specifically for me. I have purpose, I have passion. Uh, You know, I'm not hungry, angry, lonely, tired. I ain't mad at nobody. Um, yeah, you know, I got some people that may not be happy with me, but you know they need prayer. I need practice. I, you know, yeah. and we can work through that. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this: Tell me now, based on in this stage of your development, what are your what are your dreams? What are your successes, hopes, and dreams? I'm gonna start with you, Jerry.
3: Well, the main success is that I'm alive. I'm you know I'm sober, and my dreams is just a get my kid back, have one place to live, and be happy, have a family. Yes,
5: yes, yes.
1: Wow, yes, yes. What about you? What is your?
5: I can see myself getting a home now, which yes. I never, thats was yes. always my fear of being homeless. Yes, yes. always had that man to take care of me. Mm-hmm. You know? And the whole thing of leaving that was being homeless. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yes. Now yes. I know that I have a job. I'm clean and sober. And if I wasn't clean and sober, I wouldn't have a job. Yes.
6: Um,
5: and I went into new directions in August of 2019. Mm-hmm. And um, then I became I had this dilemma thrown in my face, you know, because of my granddaughter. I felt obligated to take care of her because my daughter's incarcerated, mm-hmm. and my granddaughter was my responsibility. And Pastor Tracy let her come there, and if she hadn't. No, I would never made it to where I am because right. I would be somewhere struggling to take care that of Brianna is. and that grand great grandbaby, you know, mm-hmm. and and then I've seen my granddaughter grow since we've been there because they never seen <coughs> Nana cleaning so right. never in my fifty nine years was there yes. babies around me cleaning soapy. Right. They didn't know her, yeah. so now when I'm around my grandkids, it's just. We're just laughing, and they want to stay with me, you yes, know? And I'm yes. like, wow, you know, I'm fun now. Yeah. <laughs> when yes. you're high, you don't have a sense of humor. It's you know? Now I can laugh at my own self. It's you know? <laughs> <laughs> so crazy, you know? <laughs> but um, it, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing for me because it's yeah. a whole new world. Like, yeah. I get up every morning and I say, it's so a beautiful day, God. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad to be in it because yeah. I used to wake up like, Oh, um, so man. Depressed. I just <laughs> want to die and get out of this you know? yes. uh, I mean really it's yes, like yes. that every day I just want to die and get out of this and yes. I thought, how many times i told God that yes. and now yes. it's like God I can't believe what he shows me this. Yes. you know yes. it is. It, it really is amazing because yes. i tried to commit suicide so many, many times, times. Yes. so many times and I'm like thank you God that you didn't let that happen Yes. you yes. know yes. because yes. Yes. I'm still hanging on and waiting on all the miracles to happen. Yes. there's more than one. There yes, sure yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> he well, hold does. on for Showed too. me so much. You know, it was just it was just unreal Thank what God can do and show. Absolutely.
1: Me. Katie, what do it us about your successes on some greats?
4: Um, well, I have confidence that now I can be a good role model of a of a parent to mm-hmm. my kids. But yeah. for so long, I showed them an excellent model of yes of how not to live yeah. um, you know and, and I was very ashamed I'm not ashamed anymore um, yes. you know I, I just make the most of the time that I have now and you know I've, I've already apologized to them wholeheartedly and they've forgiven me. They yeah. still love me so much you I don't know why <laughs> yes. sometimes yeah. um, but it's just an honor to be able to continue my life. And to to show them right now. Yeah. Um, and, and also to know that if and when I were to ever find a man and get married that I feel confident I would I would do the wife thing. Well yes. my yeah. my first marriage ruined for several reasons, but the bottom line is both using drugs. Yeah. I mean yeah. um it would be a whole nother ballgame, you know, so Yes. And yeah. um, and I'm I'm in school now, I'm back in college, um pursuing my bachelor's degree. Um, so that I can do some kind of, something in the psychology field. Wow. Um, you know, I'm still just a freshman, so a lot remains to be seen as far as the future goes. But just the hope that I don't have to stay a waitress for the rest of my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that was my main career, Absolutely. you know, as a druggie, you know, you don't really progress in any great, you know, yeah. work. You, know? Yeah. you just kind of do what, all of what you can do and what you have to do. And, yeah. So I'm good at waiting tables, but at the same time, that's not what I want to stay yeah. in. There we go. There we go. And I have hope for a better future. in that. I um,
1: really want to thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. You know, try to remember that before we get through. Lindsay, what what are, what are your successes, hopes, and dreams?
2: Successes, hopes, and dreams. My hopes and dreams are: I want to turn my message to message. I want to be able to align my will with God's will and that is starting to happen yes. today I know yeah. it I feel it mm-hmm. yes. and so I know that I'm, I'm being purpose driven towards God's will for me yes. and um, I'm just excited stay tuned guys yes. <laughs> yes. yes, y'all heard that out there radio
6: land stay tuned
1: yes. you know and, and I I just want to say thank you to you ladies um really 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 thank you uh It's been an incredible experience for me. Uh, You know, it's it's been an incredible experience for all those people out there in Radio Land because this is going to be the Wednesday. This will definitely help them get over the hump. Do you have anything that you would like to say to the people out there in Radio Land? Don't give up. Help is out there. Uh, Recovery is possible. Do you have any message for the people out there at Radio Land?
5: You're um, never too old. And I thought when I came to the program, I'm like, well, I'm still the oldest one there. But yeah. there's still always something to learn. You, yes. know? you always see somebody that's as broken as you are. And uh, to me, I, learning to love myself was the first thing that really let me yeah. know I was going to be all right. That I had to learn to love myself because yes. I never... Yeah. I never put myself first. Yeah. So learning to be content and to feel God's peace and to feel all that is simply yes. amazing. Yeah, it really yeah. is.
1: I think that you know I asked you, ladies, a question about your successes, hopes, and dreams. I think one of the greatest successes that I've ever achieved, and I didn't do it; He did it for me. Was mm-hmm. just getting myself out of the way and and just seeing God right there, man. That you know. Been with me the whole time. He mm-hmm. I me. That's why I know he's God. Because mm-hmm. he loved me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. God, man. I was abominable, man. You know, mm-hmm. and he loved me. And, and I can now make sense out of all that. All of it makes sense today. Today it's just for me doing this, developing recovery systems. And one of the people out there at Radio Land to know that we have Britain Grace, our recovery community organization. Which is going to be? Uh, what's the address, Tanisha? Twenty-eight hundred Highway One
0: Thirty Eight.
1: Twenty-eight hundred Highway One Thirty Eight. Grit and Grace Recovery Community Organization uh, is coming soon. It's going to be a place where people can come and get information, connection, revelation, be heard, respected, connected, and, and recover together. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a place that will uh, eradicate the cultural bacteria. The spiritual vacuums. It's a place where we can come and heal. If there's any message that I think I want people to know out there in Radio Land is that we can heal. Where I come from, they didn't have a language for healing. I didn't know. I didn't know that I needed to heal. I just thought I needed another hit and Mm -hmm. for you to leave me alone. That's all I needed, (laughs) right? I didn't. I needed God. I needed people. that that could speak to me in my native language. I needed people that were developing systems that could accommodate me and see the value in me. And and so that's one of the privileges I have. Uh, Shout out to Commissioner Williams again. She hired me. Shout out to Commissioner Williams. Uh, I know coming up here any day, we're gonna sign another contract. I don't (laughs) got another person in recovery on the team. You know what I mean? And, and, And what a privilege it was to see somebody in the program and to tell the people that I'm developing this system with, we need to get people who are fresh in recovery into this. Because they got this misconception that we need to go get some people to come and fix us. You know, No, no, no. We need to get you right now. We need okay. you. We need to fix Yeah, us. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need people that other people may be a little scared of. You feel me? I need people who are tough. You understand what I'm talking about? I need people who they couldn't quite believe that we would change. Mm-hmm. They couldn't quite believe, you, you know what I mean? That, that thing that made their belief not big enough, mm-hmm. that's the very thing that, that's our victory, right? Because me knowing that I'm in recovery for real, me knowing that I've been sober for 14 years, me knowing that I got a couple of dimes over lunch money, man, the time that I have left to live, I'm gonna serve God for me. Just sit down, have a conversation with anybody whose name starts with Pastor. You, know, you feel me? <laughs> <it? laughs> well, like, closest I can get to that was Castor Joy. You, know? <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, for me to to sit down with judges and, and commissioners, and, and you know, I came back in town the other day and I looked in my mailbox. I had a New Year's card. From Judge Bills, right? <laughs> I've never got a card from a judge before. i got some cards from court. It's yeah. a whole different thing. You know what I'm saying? You got mail, man. And God sent it directly to you. So I say that to say this. Um, I want to thank you, ladies, for your time, for your energy, for your truth. want to thank you. It was a powerful event. It was worth coming in the shark tank, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I want to thank you not just for what you're doing, not for what you've done, but I want to thank you for those incredible things that you haven't done yet. Obviously, destiny yours, you know what I'm saying? And, and we welcome you to this thing, this stepping up initiative to this recovery community. Come across, be part of it. We need you. Mm-hmm. We need somebody like you. Mm-hmm. Yes, we need somebody like you. You need somebody like you. People need to talk to real people.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: They talk to real people. I've been to a lot of police, talked to a lot of doctors, mm-hmm. a lot of psychiatrists, a lot of therapists, a lot of preachers. Uh-uh. You talk to somebody like you. Because I heard my story and each one of your stories. I thought I was too old to get it. I thought the only thing I had left was to die. I thought, you know, I had to shut down the pain show. I was on the other side of a lot of different things. And I never thought that there would be life without a hit. What? Today? Who? Tanisha, what you got to say to the people out there, Radio Land?
0: I just want to tell everyone to stay connected, keep coming back. Together we are stronger. Ladies, y'all remember that. Yay! That's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.